Welcome back to another edition of Real Talk, your hardcore pucks deep fan hockey podcast. Real Talk is a production of Tale of Two Brothers Media, broadcasting to you directly from the Section 206 studio here in bright and sunny upstate New York. Right before we kick it off to our guest here today, I just want to make a quick mention from our sponsor, Marketary's Hockey Supply. Marketary's Hockey Supply is located at 2 Camping Road in New Hartford, New York, your home of all your hockey and figure skating needs. Well, it's just a sharpening of that blade or that new piece of equipment you need to sharpen up your game. Stop on down to see Mark and Rick today. Love the Denny's mug that you totally mm. stole. Had it for years. I don't know how we acquired it. It's probably better that way. Probably for a, a third round pick. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of Gar Snow's deals. Oh my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is a fantastic introduction. I don't think Katz even knew we were recording, but what can you do? <laughs> oh, I don't think either of us did. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have two guests today. We got Mr. Jonesy B and Katzy back in the building. What's going on, boys? Yo, yo. What up? What up? You know what I really I like? I love about- the real talk this time of year. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> You know, I was just about to say, what I really love about doing this is like, especially with you guys, because you're not like, you ever watch YouTube and they're like, like and subscribe, smash that subscribe button. It's like super fake. Yeah. You guys are like yeah. legitimate personalities. Like, I- I'm so happy we don't do that on the show. I mean, if I had millions to donate to kids and like, you know, money for iPads to give the kids, like David Dobrik. I was just going to say, David Dobrik. He's giving out Teslas. And he's got sponsors by SeatGeek. Like, SeatGeek buys his Teslas, and then he just gives them out, all for just saying, use my code David for 20% off your first purchase. SeatGeek, swipe up. Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tesla. That's how bad things are. You can't depend on anyone besides David Dobrik to shoot you with a T-shirt cannon with a check for $10,000 on it. What a name, by the way. David Dobrik? David Dobrik. <laughs> like Dale Dobak. It's like he's just a stepbrother. oh dude that's legit all right all right so we'll talk hockey of course um we got big news for catsy's aisles we'll bring this up first because i know you're itching to talk about it i'm sure you haven't talked about anybody or with anybody rather talk ila sorokin is officially coming to the aisle how do we feel sir we are we have been white whale watching for six years and he's on the island lou did his magic Got him to do that one-year ELC deal to finish out the rest of this return-to-play format. He's going to travel to Toronto with the team, get some you know, some time on the ice in, but he's not playing. And then we locked him up for the following season for a one-year $2 million deal, $1 million in salary, and then another million in signing bonuses. But he's here. The hype should be real. Other than that, if it's not real, then I give up. <laughs> It's just is what it's going to take for you to give up this right here. We've been, waiting, we've been waiting for him for six years. And honestly, thank you, Gar Snow, for giving away Andrew McDonald, who is not even in the league anymore, for someone who's just coming into the league. But well, how old is he? It was Sorokin. Yeah, not Andy Mack, who's like 50 years old. Oh, yeah, he's like ready for that retirement. Um, I think Sorokin is his early 20s. He's like 23, 24 maybe. Oh, so that's not bad. No, the guy's ceiling is super high. I don't even think he's reached his prime yet, unless prime is so much younger in the KHL. Oh, 
I don't know. I guess it depends on – I mean, what, he was playing on one of the top teams, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, was he in Moscow? Yeah. Yeah, he's in he was Moscow. Moscow. The, the Red Army team, yeah, they're pretty legit. Red Army so team. straight to the aisle, not to Bridgeport, or we're just no idea yet. So, so he is he's open. I mean, reports are Lou has like spoken to him, obviously after signing him. He is open to playing in Bridgeport if that's what needs to happen for him to acclimate to the North American game. But I sure. think it's great that he gets to go up to Toronto with the boys and and finally start being with the boys, acclimating to the you know the ice out here, the play. Oh yeah, he won't sure. get any time in the games. Yeah, you were close. He's twenty four. Good, good, good. Oh, wow. We, me and me and Devin actually talked because Devin played goalie in juniors, and it's, it's going to be he'll adjust quickly because he's. I mean, he's he's a stud. But the the difference on the international ice versus North American ice for goaltending is is crazy because you have Unreal. so much less space behind you. So for him to come right now and be able to work with the boys, that's going to be huge as far as adjustment for him coming forward. Because, I mean, if he can do it in the K, he can do it over here. It's, I mean, second best league in the world. Correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody has any yeah. argument there. No, no, um, but especially with the high caliber guys he was playing against with, he's in Moscow. So, yeah, I think uh, it'll be fun to see. I got two, two czar goaltenders in New York. How you doing? Dude, the Metro, the Metro is stacked. How you doing? How you doing? Have another sign him up. But let's 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 go to really quick his stats last year with uh, CSK Mos, Moscow. He yeah, forty super, games super played, one point five goals against average, finishing with a point nine three five save percentage. Now you played goalie, you played goalie in juniors though, Jonesy, right? So how 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 are those numbers looking? You know. No, well, my buddy Devin, not Jonesy. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. But Cansey's a little spacey right now, if you guys know what I'm saying. Um, No, that's very – I mean, that's wicked impressive. The whole – I mean, the Russian game is scoring. You know what I mean? So, if you can rack up good numbers in the crease, then you're on your game, obviously, because they don't fight and they don't hit. They just try to score. I mean, everybody – All that open ice, yeah. Yeah, you've heard guys talk. I mean, they celebrate their second assist in that league. So I'd, I'd, I'd celebrate a line change. You kidding me? I'm playing. I'm playing in the pros. Let me sell you. Yeah, you got to be seeing over forty shots a game. Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Right. I would so imagine. Forty-five shots, and if I mean, if your save percentage is nine-five-three, that's that's bananas. Oh, that's insane. Anything above nine, if you're seeing that many shots a game, is fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 great. So that's that's a huge move for the Isles going for, going forward. I feel like uh, they got a lot of young talent. Who knows? I don't want to see it, but what can you do? Now, now you say you say young talent though, Don. We uh, have like one of the like oldest yeah. teams in the league. Like our average age is up there. We got players like Boychuk, Letty, Grison, both Varley are in their thirties, like uh, weighing us down. But the young well, guys, are I more up. or less meant uh, you know Barzi and Kiefer Bellows coming up because Bellows is a stud. Love me some key for Bellows. I'm a big fan, except for when it comes to Utica. So, yeah, there's your Isles talk for the day. Brad, anything to report on the Blues end? Uh, Tarasenko is officially off the IR. He's ready to go. He had a quote today. I don't know the exact quote. I'll paraphrase, but it was uh, they were talking about how he's going to Edmonton and the whole Hub City thing. He said, uh, I don't know what people think this is. This isn't, we're not going on a resort on a vacation. Give me a bed and some food, and I'm ready. I'm here to play hockey. Oh, I did see that. I mean, if that's Love like that thing you've ever heard, and it's just oh. like it, it just says, "Hey, shove it up your hoop, NBA." We don't need a hotline. I'm just here to play some puck. 
Yeah, I was listening to that crap. I, I mean, that whole league's a, a joke, right? I mean, I don't, no disrespect if you're a basketball fan. I know, Brad, you're not really. And, Katsy, I don't know if you are. But, like, the whole league is – that's a circus. It's insane. But it just and, shows the difference between, like, the, the, the mentality of a player. I mean, you got guys that oh, are yeah. just getting their thoughts down there already, down to Orlando in the NBA. And then thoughts. <laughs> you got Terrence English, like, I don't even care if – I mean, and, of course – you know, those Russian guys, the way they grow up, he's like, give me some bread and water as long as I'm out there right. just shooting pucks for 20 hours a day. Oh. I don't care. Yeah, dude, they're, I mean, they're freaks. Like, I remember watching, it's obviously a completely different sport, but, like, if you watch the way, like, Nurmagomedov trains for fights. Yes. Oh, my God, that guy's terrifying. Right. You got, you had J.R. Smith. I don't know if you guys saw that on Instagram. He was showing off what they were feeding him or them, yeah. I said, the league in the bubble, and it's like cafeteria food. Yeah. And then you got, you got LeBron with, like, five-star – royal service like there's a difference here and lebron's definitely outsourcing oh, getting yeah. this food from a chef somewhere outside the bubble and then one of the hotel guys or disney employees are just sneaking it right in jesus yeah, and no one's calling that hotline <laughs> nobody's calling that on lebron they'll have you no killed way. they'll have you killed like we just went from, we just went from lebron had better food than everybody to lebron is like a hitman like ASAP. He yeah, he's, dude, if he's not, I mean, think about it. He went to he's LA. Connected. For a he's, he's connected. connected. The NBA he's was connected. like, hey, go to LA, revive that franchise. We need some good shit to happen out west again. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, since we're on the topic of boys reporting to the bubbles, any comments from any of you guys about guys opting out? How do you feel about I don't. I feel like we didn't really get the chance to talk about how you feel about this bubble situation. I'll start with Brad. Uh, I mean, the, the bubble situation, I don't I don't mind it, to be honest, as far as the fact that we're going to get hockey played. They're going to play it in Canada, probably the smart move, since we can't keep our, our heads on straight down here anyway. Meth and lab. it seems yeah. like the players that the players are totally cool with it. I mean, you get to go to, to Toronto, who's really going to complain about that? Right. And then going to Edmonton's not, I mean, could be worse. But at the same time, they seem to be focused. And I mean, watching all of the teams that are in their preparation to practice, I mean, the black, the Blackhawks, who I obviously had to pay attention to, but the Blues, the practices that they're having, they're intense. They're having legitimate practices, and the guys seem geared up to go. Now, right. on the other hand, I I'm, like on Chicklets this morning, I heard a couple of different guys, uh, like Hamannick's not going to play, Alsner, just some guys to, to name off. But I guess Hamannick's reason was his daughter has some complicated uh, health issues. Um, I guess the Canadians are giving Domi an extra 10, 15 days to decide because he's got type 1 diabetes. So. Yep. In my opinion, you know, it's your body, it's your life. It, it is what it is. If you want to skip out on it because, you know, you're, you're legitimately concerned, I got no beef with that. And I don't think the team should either. It's another situation where I saw in the WNBA, uh, one of the, the best players in the league, she has Lyme disease or something like that. Mm-hmm. WNBA, like, no, it doesn't count for an actual medical risk. And if she sits out, she wasn't going to get a check. Like, she wasn't going to get paid or nothing. Right. Her team ended up paying her. But it's one of those things where if I'm the club, pay them what they got to be owed to pay. It's not their fault that they have some kind of compromised immune system or their family member does. I mean, what would, what would they do? Would they not be looking out for your family? So it's a, it's a fine line, but I mean, I'm cool with whatever those guys make decisions. Now, if, if Bennington was like, I'm not playing because I just don't want to play. Like if there was no legitimate reason, then I'd have some kind of problem with it. Right. No, that may, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Max too, because he's in a situation where the Canadians are probably most likely going to get rocked by Pittsburgh, right? Like unless Domi plays and Carey Price stands on his head for the entire series, they don't have a chance. And the fact that Max is as good as he is with his complications he has is amazing as it is. 
And if he's half the psychopath that his father is, he's going to want to play. But right. I mean, if he doesn't, you really can't fault him. Like, Hey, do you want to come put your health at risk to get rocked by the pens for no reason? So I, I, I totally get that. I know. Why is his name? I'm losing his mind. Who's sitting out for, for the aisles? Catsy. Do you remember? I, I know somebody is, but I can't remember. I feel like he's one of their guys. I, I don't know why I'm losing his name, but Matt, Matt Martin was just deemed unfit, but he just had a kid yesterday. So he's going to be oh. back up there. But I think, I don't think a single player has opted out, which is great. Yeah. We have a full healthy lineup, Adam Pellick, Cal Clutterbuck, Johnny Boychuk. The boys are healthy. And, it's so weird to say this for the first round because you're always thinking like Isles in four because it's best out of, you know, seven series. Isles in three for the first series. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I Okay. This – I love I do – listen. Of all the series that could be a sweep, I would go ahead and say it's probably this one. I, it probably won't be. I'm going to say it would probably be Isles in four. But, like – this is – and I don't – no disrespect, Cassie. This is the most boring matchup of all of them, <laughs> right? But, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I agree. When <laughs> when the second round was slated for the Hurricanes and Islanders, I was thinking, who would have thought in February of last year that the Islanders and, and the Islanders and Hurricanes would be playing in the second round of the playoffs? And who would have thought the Hurricanes would have swept us? But sweep yeah. and get swept is what I said. You know, we swept oh, the Penguins yeah. that first round. <laughs> And we got swept right back out. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that series, that series sounds like it could be boring, but at the same time, both teams are a complete wild card. Yeah, the absolutely. You, yeah, play. true. You could, you could end up with games that are six to five. You could end up with games that are, you know, two to one. You never know what the hell you're going to get. That's what I think that series is a little bit interesting to me because obviously as a Blues fan, the round robins, it's basically a wash. Like, I don't really care what happens. Yeah, get, like what's the difference real, realistically? Mm-hmm. Right, but like if you're looking at the divisions in the or the East and the West and all those matchups, I'm gonna watch the Isles because I don't know if cats if you heard our episode, the Isles are basically my second team. Pop no, I actually team. didn't catch that. Yeah, Brad's a pigeon I'm and he likes the Isles. Let's go. I, I keep I keep it right. I ain't. It's the right blue. Don't worry, cats. Uh, I do like the blues, me. and you guys were absolutely tearing it up, even without Tarasenko, which is scary. So now even with your lethal weapon. Go for it again. Why not? Oh, and fresh, ready to rock, dude. I'm... Oh, fresh. He had the whole year off. Well, not off. He was hurt, but. Well, I'm in the whole team. I'm saying. Oh, yeah. The whole team. Jordan Vinton's an absolute beauty. Deep as the deep blue sea. We're ready to just dive out of the water like a big old whale and slap that big sperm whale cock right on top of the west. Yeah, until uh, until the nights shut you guys down. But what can you do? We'll get into that later. (laughs) I'm just, listen, I just, I don't know. I, I like Vegas. Do the Rangers have anybody dropping out? No, everybody for the most part, I guess, is there. We're good. Um, they, I mean, they look, and it's not, it's not biased. I'm not trying to be biased. I've seen clips of that. They look fierce, dude. That team moves. You know what I mean? Like that team can skate. They're they're aggressive. Hank seems motivated. His this guy, no disrespect, and I'm going to talk shit about my favorite player here, but that's what we do. He's saying he's trying to reclaim the number one spot on the team, which is like. All right, dude, let's see what you can do. But, like, I, I don't know. I just don't see anybody starting over Sisterkin. He's just – unless he comes out and he sucks because he got in an accident and then couldn't – they do got in a car accident. It was on the ice four days later. I mean – Those, those Russians are Russians immortal, are dude. Dude, yeah, yeah. Su- super league over here. It's insane. I but mean – yeah, like – yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to see. I, I like – 
I don't want to sleep on on Carolina, but I, I mean, I feel like the Rangers are probably going to get through them, but that's just, I, again, me. Um, I'm also going off the fact they were red hot coming into the break. Now they've been off. They could probably cool down, but who knows? Kreider's healthy. Everybody's healthy. Well, you, you know get, what? The, that thing with Hank, there's, I don't, in my opinion, I don't see there's any reason why he can't take over that starting job at this moment. Cause you know what it is? We're not talking about him having to play in the middle of a season and grunt out another you know, 45 games, then playing the playoffs. This is a win or go home thing. So if he's looking good in practice in these exhibition games sure. or Sorokin's not looking all that fresh, you yeah. know, if I'm, if, if I'm sitting there as the head coach, I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let's throw in one of the best goaltenders, you know, we've ever seen in the last two decades, let him rock. Yeah. And then he's going to be fresh. Yeah. He's going to be feeling good. And Lord only knows what he's been doing over the break. He's probably just Train been like sweet, a freak. Just living like a, like a king. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I, I'm with you on that one, Katsy. The king wasn't referencing to his hockey skills. It was uh, just Jesus. him uh, looking gorgeous. He is, he is a babe. He's a man rocking. Did I ever tell you that story? I was at, um, when I was at the garden, and I'm sitting next to these two Flyers fans, this, this boyfriend and girlfriend, and <laughs> this, they brought him up on this because they, the garden is just nothing but theatrics. It's insane. Like they put everybody's picture on the ice and then like shit. It's nuts. And well, that's why the hockey's no good. Yeah, it's okay. Well, let's simmer down there. It was, it was a 5 2 win, and Nasher had two goals that game. Not a big deal. The two goals Blake that he James scored. stole for no one wanting to go to the garden. Well, yeah, that, and I could give you 17 other reasons on the sixth floor in the ice melts, but what can you do? Um, and she goes, This girl goes, She goes, Man, he is such a good looking guy. And I was like, Yeah, he is. And her boyfriend was like so confused that I was like comfortable enough to admit that. I was like, Ah, oh, Jesus. Gotta respect the rocket. I, I mean, think speaking of like putting everyone on like jumbo tries, I think Spit and Chicklets probably put it out months and months like during like during the season, but the Islanders did like a like a kiss cam thing. Oh, yeah. And and the, the guy and the guy got down on one knee about to propose, but he chugs his beer. Yes. Oh, so yes, good. I saw that. It's the greatest thing ever. So good. Dude, that was so good. That. that was That's so good. Oh, Dude, that's one thing I'll give Isles fans is they're just nuts. Well, New York sports fans in general. That's why I don't know if you saw I put on Trainwreck Sports the other day. They uh, said, uh, what what would you name, like, the New Era Field or whatever? And I was like, well, considering the shenanigans in the parking lot, it should probably be the ECW Arena. I love that. <laughs> yeah, got, got the like and the response felt yeah, pretty they, good. They, they just put out a graphic today on, on that topic. I think they put, like, the – uh, a design over like where new where new era was they were like <laughs> yeah. the home home of the station of train wreck sports stadium or something yeah like yeah that. yeah, yeah. yes lines. yes dude that was awesome this arena never stops it was fantastic <laughs> bro it was wild that's crazy that's great well if that's all we got just anybody got anything else i want to throw in we'll start talking some hockey news no what we got what we got well okay we got some award announcements today uh, one, I'm very interested in your guys' opinion. We're talking the Calder Trophy. Anybody see the three finalists? They were officially announced. You got Quinn yeah, Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Who's the other one? Dominic Kubelik from Chicago. And, wow, yeah, and then Cal McCarr. Mm-hmm, which I'm, prone, I'm, I'm biased to Kubelik because he's got a great first name. But I'm going to go ahead and say he's, he's, he's great, but he's out of the conversation. I think it's between Quinn Hughes and Cal McCarr. I want to know which one you think it is and why it's Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why it's not Adam Fox of the oh. New York Rangers. <laughs> but good – 
That's wishful thinking. Oh, man. Hey, listen, it, he's that, better than we thought he'd be. Up. Yeah. That's a toss-up. What, Quinn, Quinn is a D-man in Vancouver, right? Yeah, yep. D-man. Yep. Huge points guy. I mean, he had a hell of a year. He basically showed his younger – or his brother up like – Yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, you got drafted number one? All right, buddy. Let's see what yeah. happens. Yeah. So, I mean, being being watching all the Blues games, I've seen both of them, Makar and, and Hughes, play quite a bit. And mm. I've fallen victim to Makar, I think, more than Hughes just because of the sure. division. But if you look at the way that they play, Makar is obviously a little bit bigger. He bangs around a little bit more and still puts up some pretty decent points. Yeah, so, sure. it depends on what you're – I guess what you're looking at as far as what you're going to classify as the best rookie. So, Hughes puts up points, yeah, but – has a little bit of a – I don't want to say weakness at the actual defensive zone, but he's like a pure offensive defenseman. That's fair. Where McCarr, McCarr can sit back and he can play a little bit of defense, and then sure. as soon as he joins joins the rush, he's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I'm picking, I would I would give it to McCarr, also sure. just because of what his points have done for his team. Although Hughes' points have basically made Vancouver, you know, relevant sure. to a degree. Sure. Uh but I think if I was picking, I'd pick McCarr just solely on the fact that his team is a wagon and he is scoring so many points and just being like I think he's not like power top power play D man. He's just anywhere's number eight, so I kind of can't hate that. <laughs> just, Those are all good reasons. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce off what what Brad's saying here. I I on that wagon for the Avs there. I'm a huge Miko Randon fan. I think Nathan McKinnon one pound for pound one of the best players in the league. But Makar's skating abilities, it reminds me of, like, watching Nick Letty play because I'm watching the Islanders 24-7, of course. But he can carry that puck into the offensive zone, and then he can contribute every single time they're in that zone. And he's getting top power play minutes. He's on the penalty kill. He's a very versatile player for that team. Maybe I just haven't watched the Vancouver Canucks play as much to get an idea of how Quinn Hughes is. But i got to go with Makar all the way there. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I completely agree as, as much. I shouldn't say it kills because obviously being a Utica Comets fan, I root for the Canucks a lot. And I saw them play in Buffalo. Quinn actually had a great game, which is which is fantastic. They're pretty evenly matched points-wise. I mean, McCarr finished the season with 50. Quinn had 53. McCarr was 12, 38, 50, and then Quinn was 8, 45, and 53. Um, I, I think Brad and, and Katzi, I think you're completely right, though. I think he had – He's just a better all-around player. I think Quinn's defense lacks. I, I think he'll probably develop, get better there, obviously, especially because he's he's not going to have a choice. I mean, Vancouver's going to have to clear a lot of defensive guys. What's that with, plus or minus looking like for both of them? The plus or minus? Oh, geez. I'm, I, how do you, I don't know how I even feel about that stat. That's a stat that's so weird to me. Um, Shot Corsi? That thing, that's weird. I know that Quinn's minus 10. Uh, so say that what you will. I mean – Vancouver's power play wasn't really that great this year, and he was on it a lot. So I don't know, I don't know how screwed he was on that. And then McCarr's plus or minus, he was plus twelve. So I know, I know they're a number one seed. The Avs, well, they're in the round robin, no. if you will, or whatever. Okay, they're in the round. They're the top seed, Brad. You mother. They're in, they're uh, in the top pool. They're, they're in top the top pool. But as far as a lot of those numbers, like if you look at how many assists Quinn had, I mean, he had 45 assists. Look at the offensive weapons that he had to work with between Patterson, JT Miller. JT Miller had a huge year for them. Shout out the ex-Ranger. And then Brock Besser. I mean, 
he had a ton of guys to spread around to, which not to take anything away from the Avs. Obviously, he had McKinnon and a couple other guys. But I think as far as on the offensive end, Vancouver's offense probably helped Quinn a lot more as far as McCarr kind of had to do it himself and just make it work with what he had. But that's just from an outsider looking in. I didn't watch both of them as much as you did. But on paper, I mean, you look at Vancouver's offense, you go, holy Jesus, this whole team's ready to take off. Like, to, to me, if, if I was to pick a guy that you can compare them both to in the league at a certain point, I look at Quinn Hughes as kind of like a Tory Krug. He's, okay. sm- like he's, not, he's smaller. He can skate really well. His defense is – it's there, but it's not over – you know, he's not phenomenal. Sure. And, I mean, he moves better than Krug ever did, but he's like that smaller stature, and he still gets around where Kel McCarr, he kind of reminds me of like a – he could be like a Roman Yossi. Sure. Right. Like he skates like no tomorrow. He can play offense and his defense never lacks. And it's only something that's going to get better. So if you're sure. an offensive defenseman or if you're an overall two way defenseman, you can already score at this level and you just sure up a little bit of your defense. You're going to, I mean, he could probably, he's one of those guys. He could be like a Petrangelo where he's just an anchor of a defense for a very long time. Fair enough. That's a, that's reasonable. I can see that. I, I think he's going to be a very good player. I mean, I think they're both going to be, obviously. I think as much as it kills me, though, I would say McCarr is probably going to be the way to go on this one. I wouldn't be – I'll be shocked if he doesn't win it. I'll put it that way. I'll be genuinely surprised. Yeah. I would say that it's probably going to be going to him. And then the other award that I wanted to bring up to you guys is just because it's interesting to me, the three different guys that I ended up with was for the Jack Adams. When you got Bruce Cassidy, John Tortorella, and Elaine Vigneault. And I think that all three of those guys, like, you look at Bruce Cassidy, and it's almost just like, I mean, I, why are we even talking about you? Like, we already knew you were going to have a great year. You have the Boston Bruins, right? And then Torts, I mean, everybody has their opinion on Torts, but I love Torts. You know what I mean? And then to see what he did with that uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team after losing Bob Panarin, Duchesne, it's just like, holy Jesus, how did we do this? But then if you look at everything Torres has ever done, it's like, well, you're not really surprised. Right. You know what I mean? And then the Flyers with Vigneault, I mean, they made some good moves. Like, say what you want. I mean, they got Hazy, who was probably one of the best power or special teams guys in the league. And then a couple other moves they made. But either way, I mean, I didn't think the Flyers were going to be so dominant. I mean, I didn't at least. I don't know if either you guys did. But, I mean, I would say I would give it to Torts. I would say honorable mention to Barry Trotz. I don't know why he's not being considered. But – yeah, well, he's holding on to last year's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. T- t- took that Isles team losing Tavares and turned them into a 103-point team. Well, see, that's why I'm saying that's why I like Torts is because, like, he's got to, he had to deal with losing all these guys. Like, Bob's having a terrible year. That's another reason why I don't think Florida stands a chance against the Isles. But, I mean, he was great for them last year. You know what I mean? And then you lose Panarin, who – Arguably, if you don't even look at what team he's on ever and you just watch the guy play, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. just a stud. And then, but then Boston's like, yeah, I, I, we already knew you were going to be good. Why are we impressed? You were in the cup last year. So, I mean, the thing is with, well, again, with Cassidy, is like if Cassidy's going to be in, then Baruby's got to be in it. Okay. I mean, the Blues are the best team in the West. They just won the cup. He dealt Fair. with some injuries, and yet they still dominate. So that's why I don't think Cassidy you can't even talk about him. Right. Right. You go to the other two. Uh, I mean, Torts, you know what you're going to get with Torts. And then you have a guy like – you. I mean, Columbus doesn't have any – they don't have bad players. No. You know, they're, they fit his They fit his system perfectly. Sure. He's, he's finally had the chance to build the team the way he wants it, and now mm. it's starting to show. Right. Then you have the Flyers where – I mean, I definitely didn't think they were going to be 
go on that tear that they went out. At one point, they were one of the worst teams in the league, and then the next thing you know, they're absolutely in fuego. Yeah. Never would have saw that coming. Right. Who does that I, sound I like to you, Brad? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds a lot like the St. Louis Blues of last year. Which is, so you never which is, know. Right, so that's what I mean. So it's one of those situations where I, my pick, are, just to get out of the way, is Vanilla. Really? I, I do. I think if you look at that team, yes, they have guys like Giroux, a little bit older. They have Voracek but, and Hazy. But, I mean, Carter Hart, he's you know he's young. He's not stud. entirely – yeah, he's a stud, but he's not entirely proven, right? Stud. So yeah. If we're going by the goaltenders, each side of that, the – the jackets and the flyers. We didn't really know what you're going to get out of that. Then you defensively, I mean, flyers. What is Gosta Spare? Is he even still playing? That guy. He's he was this. Yeah. We thought he was going to be phenomenal, and then he was right. kind of tempered off. And then still that, top top T bear D bear out there. You know, that's that's their that guy. Team, right? Yeah. right. So you have if you start to look at player by player, I wouldn't say that they're too far off of each other. Because I mean. Sure. Uh, Seth Jones over in, in Columbus was having a banana lands year. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And, you know, you got – so I look at where they were towards – he just – he stays at bay. He does sure. what he does. He stays at bay. They never get too low. They never get too high. They're not ever going to be a one seed, but they're probably going to flood around that five, six, four seed all of the time. Sure. Depending on, obviously, what the, the Penguins – uh, Caps, Isles, Rangers, whatever those guys are doing over in that division. Oh, yeah. But as far as the Flyers are concerned, to go through the gauntlet that they did for quite some time and just be on fire and get that team to buy in and just do it, I mean, I don't – they they had no business being in this playoff. Yeah. Like the month before the season stopped. Sure. They had no business being there. Now all of a sudden they're one of the people – some people's like dark horse out of the East. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a that's a really good way. It's crazy, you know. I love when when you get a mix of guys like Cassidy, Torts, and Vigneault in this conversation because then you really get the highlights of all these guys. Like you see Bruce Cassidy and you see John Torrell, and it's like, yeah, these two guys are really successful. And then you look at Vigneault, it's like, wow, he's been really successful. This guy, like, he's had a hell of a career, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's had just some really great teams, and it's crazy to think, like you said, like. They really did struggle. I remember they were struggling, and then they took out that we had to play them twice, and they kicked the shit out of us twice. <laughs> and then they took off from there, and it's just like, oh god, here we go. So I'm like, now I got to deal with them being in the playoffs on top of potentially having their run start from us. Not to mention all the guys you ha- you mentioned that they have, and then they're coming off from this Oscar Strong shit. Like that's the craziest story in the world, man. They got all the momentum in the world, and it's almost Huge. like I I don't like the Flyers, but like you got to root for them. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like to see that kid go through, he's going through and then end up back on skates on the ice. I mean, that literally almost choked me up a little bit. Like that's crazy. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like you guys saying, Bruce Cassidy with the Bruins, it's almost a shoe in for the Bruins year in and year out, especially with that, you know, that's a solid core team, but give me Bruce Cassidy in a capacity without Bergeron or uh, Marchand, Chara, um, to caress, give me uh, a team for him to to grow and learn from instead of just being like, I know what they're going to do anyway, so they're just going to keep doing it. Right, Bruce Cassidy on Florida Panthers. How do you feel about that? Kind of, kind of like what Barry Trotz did with the Islanders. Had no, yeah, no business making them into a hundred and three yeah. point team, but they did it. They went to, into the system, they learned it, and rinse and repeat for Barry Trotz. Sure, what he did with the Caps, he just brought it to the island 
That was like, obviously as a Rangers fan, like I, we play the, I feel like we played the Caps the first round of the playoffs for 10 years straight. You know what I mean? So it's like, every time we had to deal with trots, it's just like, you know, doesn't matter how bad they are. Like they have Ovi and Trotsy. Like that's just a horrible combination. Like just Jesus Christ. Like this team can win no matter what. So it's just like, again, like you said, like I'm not really surprised with Brew. You, you think Cassidy and the Bruins are probably the number one seed to come out of that, that play-in round, whatever Brad wants to call it, is round-robin tournament. <laughs> but in the East, you'd say Boston's probably going to end up being the number one, or do you think the Flyers have a chance at being the number one there? Uh, it's, it's way too easy to – to pick the Bruins for that Mm -hmm. number one spot. But the Flyers did go on a tear to get into that fourth spot for them to have a chance at this round-robin seating. I mean, what makes it interesting with the round-robin is you're playing three games. Right. you got to be the best of a a three-game schedule, and guess what? Maybe the – I don't know who they play each – who plays two in the first matchup, but let's say the Bruins play – I don't know who else is in there in the East. You got Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington. Yeah, I mean Tampa's going to get swept, and then, <laughs> and then you got the you got the Flyers. I think out of all of them that could potentially be uh, a surprise, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Caps go on a run. You know what I mean? So, well, and that's we keep forgetting. I mean, nobody talks about them right now because no. you know, they won their their cup, and now that everybody else they get the Bruins still. But mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why the Flyers can't come out on top. Sure. So here's here's the round robin games. You got um, Philly and Boston, the first game. Washington and Tampa, then Tampa and Boston, Washington Flyers, Boston and Washington, and then the Flyers and Tampa to round that out. So the okay. most important games, in my opinion, are the is that first game with Boston and Philly. Mm-hmm. I think if if set the tone. Summary, if for some reason Boston doesn't come out as high as we think they are, or or they come out and think, you know, we're, we're the Bruins, we're just going to do what we always do, and then Philly comes out like the Broad Street Bullies and just take it to them, sure. that's a huge steal in game one. And then the final game, that Bruins-Caps game, that's going to be the game, in my opinion, that's going to be if, – if the Bruins win first game against Flyers, Caps and Bruins final final game for the top seed. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think a lot of people, like you said, Brett, you, you summed it up perfectly. A lot of people just aren't talking about the Caps anymore. Because they finally won their cup. Oh, we finally got a yeah. cup. He yeah, had the best party of all time. Yeah, but the team really hasn't changed all that much. Who they lose? Like no, nobody. The same team. Carlson, Carlson's a freak. I mean, that kid is coming into his own. He's a freak. Holpe's still good. Tom Wilson, I mean, say whatever you want about him. I don't some people think he's garbage, whatever. But then Oshi and Ovi, I mean, just forget it. That offense is a freak. I mean, the freakish. So Kuznets off's out there. Like, he's higher than a kite skating around. Doing rails. That's, the thing is, that everybody forgets about them because of what happened last year. You know, right. They just, you know, they just all they were they partied way too hard. They just didn't didn't play well in the playoffs. And then, but this season they're still wagon. They're still absolutely insane. And if Holpe comes out fresh, yep. he's one of the best playoff goalies ever. Oh yeah, I mean he he's so, been unbelievable. So I mean, there's no reason why that team can't win the round robin and then whoever they play in the first round or well second round, if you will. Just yeah. annihilate them and roll on like they always do. Right, right. Yeah, that. I mean, I, that's another thing. I keep seeing people argue online, like, "Oh, well, they're not really in the playoffs. It's just a plan." Listen, guy. I mean, we're gonna call it the playoffs. I, I don't know what you want. Batman's that, calling it the playoffs. So guess what? It's the playoffs. That yeah. play-in is the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Teams have been considered clinched. Doors yeah. closed. 
teams outside the bubble can watch from home. Yeah, well, you know what? If Batman's calling them playoffs, then guess what? I'm saying they're not in the playoffs because fuck them. How's that sound? <laughs> Shit. Well, <then> fuck them. <laughs> fuck, fuck them. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it is, it's provided some really interesting matchups because, like, back on the torch thing, like, I've been covering, I just, I did it on YouTube. Shout out Dami Hockey on YouTube. That's me, by the way. <laughs> Shameless plug. Talking about the uh, Blue Jackets and the Leafs. I feel like that's going to be a really interesting series. I mean, I think the Blue Jackets can, if they stay hot, I think they can take it. I don't think Toronto has the uh, or the defensive matchup for really anybody. I mean, Katsy, you would have seen them play against the Isles. I mean, I, you, Brad, you, I don't, I'm sure they played the Blues, obviously, but I don't think you probably saw them as much as we did. Their defense is terrible. Ooh, the Leafs? The Leafs, yeah. Their defense the is just bad. bad. They have all that. They have three of, like, the most expensive players in the league, and they can't figure it out. Defensively. No, no, and they have no. good defensive players, but they, they they're more. It's kind of like you brought up with Hughes, Brad. They're more yeah. like offensive guys, like Tyson Berry, Morgan Riley. Like they're good players. They're just better offensive players than Demon. Jake, Jake Muzzin's out there. Yeah, they got Jake picked up yeah. Jake Muzzin. Like they have some mm-hmm. decent defensive players, and like you got Anderson standing on his head the entire time while Tavares and you know Matthews try to figure out who's going to shoot the puck because one of them is going to do it or Nylander or whoever else is out there with them. You know what I mean? It's just like do you you expect I've been I've been watching Toronto obviously my entire life and it's just like by now I figured they would have figured it out but they still can't. It's crazy to me. I mean, having Babcock as their coach really screwed him to begin with. They didn't yep. have an identity. He didn't know he didn't know how to control that team and how to really make them work. So, I mean, if I look at that team, my mentality as a player and as a coach is, and unfortunately for the goalie, is let's score ten goals a game and let's give up eight. Yeah, fair. I mean, no, it's, right. it's, the, it's the type of team that they've they've created. Now you have your obviously you have your completely contrast in the Blues, where it's like let's score two and just hunker down and not letting anybody else score. Right. The Leafs are the complete opposite team. You've got some of the most electric offensive talent with Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and even the D men. I mean, Tyson Berry can score. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's one of those situations where okay, look, let's draw penalties, let's get up there, let's let's push the puck, push the puck, push the puck, score, 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 and hope that Friday has a good night. Right. Otherwise, that team, that, that team can't – and it, what sucks is, for them, you can't sustain that. Right. That's not a sustainable way of playing because no. guess what? One night, Anderson's going to shit the bed. Mm. Or you're not – or you're going to run into another goalie like a Holtby or a Rask who's just going to shut the door, and then you're screwed. But mm-hmm. that's where they're at. And oh, until yeah. they decide to put some money into the defense, that's the style of the main What, what money – yeah, the dude, they're in trouble. And we're about to be in some cap trouble too. After signing Ilya, we have about eight million left in the bank to sign Barzal, Devontae's, Ryan Pulak. But we're gonna shed some cap here. Lou is he's a magic man. Yeah, whoever else you end up trying to go after too. So I mean Mike Hoffman, give me Mike Hoffman. Oh Jesus, listen to you. <laughs> That's another thing too, is like because Columbus had great goaltending this year too. I mean, Marslikas was just, I, he was unbelievable this year. You know what I mean? Like he had such a great year, which I feel Columbus like this is like Carter Hart. I feel like a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Just ran that high wave and kept playing. You know, the goalie's hot, you keep him in. There's really no other way around it unless you have like a really good tandem, like what Boston has with Tuca and Halak, mm-hmm. or even like what we had with Grice and. 
uh, Robin Leonard last year. Like you just, if they're both playing outstanding, one for one, one for one, one for one, until one has a bad night, ride out the Rello one. But playoffs, playoffs is a whole different story. You got if Grice if Grice plays in game one and he has a thirty three uh, save win, play him in game two. I, I don't I don't see that you know being a problem at all. No, I agree. That's another thing too. What Brad you brought up, um, Hank earlier. When if you look at his numbers throughout the year, like when Shesterkin would play or Georgiev would play, or they do both or one whatever, and then they play Hank, he was leaps and bounds better. I think his numbers like were like his save percentage was like almost like point zero five better. Like it was unbelievable. So like that plays a huge factor. I mean. For Columbus, they had – what's his name? or whatever. He had a great year, too, for them backing up uh, Elvis. You know what I mean? So, like, their, their one-two punch really isn't bad. But it's just, like, Toronto's defense is so bad. Was it Morgan Riley got absolutely walked out of his yeah. skates by McDavid? You remember that earlier this year? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was embarrassing. Even for it to be McDavid, because, I mean, that kid is – no disrespect to Barzell. I mean, he's just the fastest guy in the league probably, right? I think, I think we can all agree besides Canty. <laughs> <laughs> Barzell? No, McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking all-star games. He's holding uh, the title. Right listen, now. if we're talking all if we're talking all-star games, we're talking Kendall Smith coin. Okay, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Dude, when they was it the last just to pass all-star game where they had the uh the women's teams play? Yeah. That was electric. Bro, that was wild. That was Let's do that every no, year. No goals, but that was electric. Bro, it was awesome. Was Dude, these chicks hot. can play, bro. I'm telling you. Or, I think I think we lost. I think the USA lost. Not no rules, but I think we, we lost. Well, listen, cool. Team USA gold, baby. I stayed up for that. I have no problem admitting it. <laughs> oh, Dude, definitely. No problem admitting it. The amount of women's Olympic sports that I've watched the last couple of years, because obviously, Katz, you wouldn't know, but Brad would know. We have a uh, Olympic hero from the greater central New York area, Aaron Hamlin, uh, from Remsen for, uh, what is she, Luge, right? I should know that. I'm friends with her brother. Uh, Samantha's going to kill me. No, it's Luge. Bob Sled's with more than one. You know, Jamaica. We have that Bob Sled. Oh, I know No, it's, it's Luge. It's Luge. It's Luge. It's Lugeing. I should, I really should know that. <laughs> no, I'm, so, oh my God. I'm so sorry. Because, um, yeah, no, she won bronze or whatever. Um, yeah, she's American Luger. That's right. I should know that. I've met her multiple times. Um, yeah, you should probably just cut that whole thing and reset. No, I'm not going to cut it. I'm sorry. Sean, you can deal with it. Sorry. Not that he's going to listen, but what's the difference? Um, I'm, I'm trying to get his husband or her husband on, on the pod though. Actually, he's a huge hockey guy and he's from Minnesota. So he's got that, he's got that voice, you know, from Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. John, if you can hear me, I want to get you on the pod. John. John. It's fucking, it's fucking smart pack. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking it's Boston. Fucking Boston. All right. So fuck Boston. <laughs> Boston, right, so, Boston, Minnesota is like they really are the same thing. Look at the map the from a really far distance; they're almost yeah. in the same geographical oh, corner of the world. Jesus, Brad, what are you going to say? It's not like you're going to say something adult. Go ahead. I was. <laughs> don't ever call me an adult. <laughs> ever. I resent. Who's, who's the oldest one here out of the three of us? It's me. I think I'm 28. Uh, 27. Katzie's five. I look yeah, like he, I'm five. He looks like he's 12. Well, yeah, he's going to go watch Jersey Shore after this. He's probably late already. He's probably freaking out. Dude. I'm tweaking, dude. <laughs> dude, unbelievable. Right, I just so- had a cup of coffee. Tim Hortons, black. Yeah, it's my, my coffee. Same, me too. Coffee. Black like my soul. How you doing? Don't put any sugar in my coffee. What the I like want? nothing in my coffee this time of year. Nothing, tots. All right, nothing. so wait. <laughs> <laughs> what do we get? <laughs> 
Gaki. <laughs> Who do we think is going to win that, that Toronto Columbus series? Sketch picks. I hope I hope none of them win. I mean, we'd love for the hub to just not work while those teams are playing. But who do you? It would be to? it would be amazing for Toronto to just win the cup this year, or uh, more more so Edmonton to win it in Edmonton because that's where the cup finals is, and there's no fans for them to watch. Dude, it would be priceless if Toronto wins it and Edmonton was the team that or Edmonton is the hub that gets the Stanley Cup. As opposed oh to Toronto getting it there, that would be rich as shit, dude. Dude, oh, also Matthew, also Matthews had COVID, so cancel the Maple Leafs. Oh, the Liffer, the Liffer. Hashtag done. done. Cancel culture is real. Toronto uh, is done. My God, All right, Dom. So, so you got Leafs or Jackets? I'm saying Blue Jackets. I, honestly, I, I think people are underestimating how good the Blue Jackets are and how bad Toronto's defense is. I, I say Blue Jackets. Catsy. Say Austin Matthews puts the team on his back as he always does, and they go they they go five. They, Toronto I think and they five. go five. They do I think go, they five. go five. Yeah, yeah. I, with, with that offensive talent, like I don't think Babcock is going to let that happen, and they're going to have to tighten up some things there on the def- defensive end. But they no, they're on their to... they're on their fifteenth coach already. Yeah, Babcock's Audi. Yeah, they have. Uh, really? we were just yeah. No, the um, the he they got a kid from the concessions, and now he's running the team. Is it Dave Aries? Is he their coach? <laughs> Was their daddy Dave a couple Aries. months ago? The Zamboni driver, bro. Zamboni what a good driver. story! Holy hey, shit! Here's here's how to become a coach of your favorite NHL team: be their Zamboni driver and beat them. But he was the Marley Zamboni driver, if anything, right? Yeah, he was the Marley Zamboni. He also, he also, listen, and it's not to take anything away from him at all. I don't want to get into a David Ayers tangent, but he also had, he trained with the team a lot. Like, so he, he knew the guys, he knew their shots, he knew their timing. He was a practice goalie for them. Not, and that's not to take away from They should change those emergency goalie rules, or do you think what they have is a good, you know, way to to keep going through here? Just have one goalie in the stands. For the two teams, mm-hmm. and if both of that's yeah, I'd say, I'd say fuck it, let it rock. Yeah, right? fuck it. They ain't broke. Don't fix it. What are you going to – because then the only way you can really get around it, what are you going to expand the roster one more spot just so you can carry three goalies all the time? That's stupid. No way. That never works. No, no shot. It's not, there's, only, there's only two nets on the ice during practice. Yeah, yeah. that's right. No, three goalies yeah. does not work. And it's fun. Dude, it's a good story every time it happens. It's a good story. Oh, it's, it's a cool. feel-good story for sure. It sets the league apart. Like the, the NHL and hockey in general have so much more character than like every other professional sports league. So it's just yeah. like – it's just one more thing that makes us different than anybody out. Like, and if you're not a hockey fan, you're out looking on us and like, well, well it's, it's corny. Well, you're dumb and your sport probably sucks. So <laughs> don't talk. I bet, I bet that if we didn't have a salary cap, like um, the MLB per se, <sighs> or does, does the NFL have a salary cap? No, right. I don't know how it they works. Do. With they them. do. They don't. I don't know. Either way, with these high contracts, these like franchise tags that they have, and these hundreds and millions of dollar contracts, I'm pretty sure the egos of these NHL players would be a little worse than they are now. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I think as far as athletes go, I think NHL is on top with the percentage of players that are very genuine and humble towards the game and their yeah. community compared to what you hear in the NFL, in the NBA, the MLB. Sure, absolutely. Like but, you know, but it, in a time like what we're going through now <clears throat> as a country, sports are coming back at the end of the month, and that's something that we need desperately is just some sense of normalcy. I mean, we have the MLS tournament down in Florida starting. Uh, they're about two weeks in, and that's kind of exciting to an extent, but 
we need we need hockey. Baseball starting up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure football is going to come out with something real soon. The NBA players are already in the bubble. You know? oh, yeah, absolutely. You got it's just like you said, like you got guys down, like I think it was Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith are down in like South side of Chicago, like just getting in touch with the community. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. trying to make some type of difference, which is crazy because they're basically in a war zone considering everything that's going on. Like if you look at the status of America right now, politics is what happens when you don't have sports. Like it's, <laughs> it's insane. Speaking of that, I already know who Brad's going to pick in the series. So Katzie, Oilers, Blackhawks, who do you got? You're gonna... Oh, is it me? Well, your name is Katzie. I, I mean, I, unless, I, unless, I, unless, unless you're... No, oh. you know, no, 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 you don't mind. The show's over. Thanks for, this is the podcast where we don't fucking talk about anything. Thanks for coming. Have a great day. In through one area, I'm just thinking about all the pools I'm going to clean tomorrow. I'm just ready for my weekend. <laughs> but the Blackhawks are finally back in the playoffs, and we know the damage that they can do. Got to go with Blackhawks in four. Patrick Kane is ready. Ooh. Ready. Ooh. Don't give me no Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, best two Ooh. players in the league. None of this. Do they? Ooh. Do people forget what Taves and Kane did in the playoffs years ago for that Blackhawks team? They're back. Wow. Yeah. I. This is okay. Wow. Now, that's crazy. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I'm not gonna. The more I did, I did. I covered this on YouTube. I said Oilers. The more I think about it, though, I still think Oilers, but I think that even me, but other people are sleeping on Chicago pretty aggressively just because they're going to come back rested. They're going to come back healthy. Like a big reason why they struggled on the defensive end is just because they're old and banged up. You know what I mean? So if they come out hot, name Brad, you're exempt from this. Listeners, everybody get a hold of me on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that. Is there one player in this tournament right now, with the exception of Sidney Crosby, who is more dominant in the playoffs besides Patrick Kane? I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. Again, call me biased because I love Patty Kane and he's, a, he's an upstate Buffalo boy. But when he turns it on, it's unbelievable. Like when, when Matthews was mocking his game time or whatever, showtime, and then he just flipped a switch and was unbelievable. I mean, Patrick Kane can take over a series like nothing. I, I I don't think they're going to be able to get to the Oilers. They might. I think Edmonton's the rest of their team besides Connor McDavid and Drysdale are going to kind of play a little bit of a factor. There's, I mean, they're, those two guys are unbelievable, and the rest of the team's kind of. Oh eh. yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Those that, those are great players. But to Crawford have on your team. is is unfit to play now. So like, I, I, but what is but this is like the league's new thing is unfit. Like he he could have COVID or like what they do with Matt Martin. He could be having a kid which is yeah, probably yeah. not the case, but like they're just underlying all of it because they just don't want people to freak out and be like, oh, automatically COVID, unfit the play. Yeah, my, my thing with Crawford is because, I mean, Devin went on a rampage about this the other day. Is like Crawford is like, say what you want. He's been successful with Chicago, but like I wouldn't have credited any of their cups to him because they've had such a good defense in front of him. You know what I mean? So my point is he's unfit to play. He's 35. He's been in the league since 03. He's probably having a hard time getting healthy and getting ready to play. You know what I mean? Like he's been banged up for Lord knows how long. So they got, you know, PK Subban's younger brother in between the pipes. I'm sure they wish they didn't get rid of Leonard now. So, cause that was well, a I mean, decent one, two punch. And now you got Yeah. But I'm sure you have a lot of comments on this, Brad. We all know how much you love. No, no, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep it obviously unbiased despite my hatred for the team in red, but doesn't I mean? Doesn't Crawford have? Doesn't he have, like had issues as well? I thought he did. Yeah, he I think he was just he out does. with a concussion not too long ago. So, yeah. right? so you know what? I don't listen. Coming from a football player who's taken plenty of knocks to the dome, 
you have a concussion and you're trying to focus in on a little black piece of rubber that's coming at you at 90 miles per hour, I, you're, you're not going to come back the same guy. Sure. Okay. So if we're looking at the series, just from that kind of scope, I don't, I don't know who Edmonton's going to have a net to get it going, but probably Mike Smith. You, right. Probably. He'll probably be the one that starts. So yeah. obviously Patrick Kane, he's the most phenomenal like playoff player. I completely agree with you. And he's going to come out swinging it like he wants. Yeah. But, so are McDavid and so are Dreisaitl. So I think him and him and Taves are, you know, the Chicago's version of those two, which in my opinion, almost kind of cancels out. So then you start to have to look like you said, Dom, the second half of those rosters. Mm-hmm. What scares me the most, and I hate to say this, but what scares me the most is Chicago's young players like that Kirby Dash or Dash, mm-hmm. however the hell you say his name. Yeah. That kid's Doc. Doc, yeah, that Doc, dude is yeah. sick. He skates and he can play. So guess what? If you look at the uh, at the forwards at all these lines, it's going to be a chess match and it's going to be all semantics up front. Where it's going to come down to is which goalie is going to be able to stop the puck. Sure. And if you're going with Crawford, I'm not overly convinced that even with time off that this guy's going to play well considering whatever is going on with him right now. Right. And sure. if, if I'm Mike Smith, like if I'm Edmonton and I'm in practice every day seeing shots from McDavid, Dreisaitl, all of these guys, and even some of the guys in the blue line, mm-hmm. I'm going to lean that way. But I think it's going to be – I honestly think it's going to be a high-scoring series, and it'll sure. be – it'll go five. I don't know who's going to win it. I mean, I mm-hmm. can't pick because obviously you know I'm going to pick Edmonton. But I, I just – if you, I just – I like to look at the – when it comes to playoffs, I look at the back end, and yeah. Chicago's back end, despite how luscious Duncan Keith's flow looks, oh, yeah. he's Right. Yeah, Brad's got his own flow going, so he knows. La, he got that la, last one. Latuga. La, la Latuga. Incredible Latuga, but he, he's old. He's up there. So, I mean, uh, granted, granted, he trains like a freak. Oh, yeah. He could, he could come back playing, you know, Char last Friday. He could be one of those guys, but who else they got in the back end? So, that's where I think it's going to come down to and who basically who stays off the kill more. Right. No, I, I agree. The big thing, especially like you mentioned the kill, for example, I mean, Edmonton, their, their special teams were unbelievable this year. I mean, it was, they were, it was the power play. I think they were number one power play, number two penalty kill. Clefbaum was huge for them on the defensive end. Cassian is just a big body and he's just, I mean, he's a he's, duster, but whatever. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the Chicago's got like Dominic Kubali, Alex Debrinkat, the Rinkat, whatever you want to say. I mean, they got some interesting pieces, so it could be a good series. Dylan Strom's still in Chicago, right? I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, but I feel He's like Edmonton's nice piece. They have a really underappreciated defense. Like Ethan Bear, Darnell Nurse, they had a really de- decent defensive team. You know what I mean? Didn't so, Darnell Nurse just get re-signed? Yeah, he just got a big ticket. Oh yeah, big ticket. Yeah, Ooh, no, they love Jake, him Drake, uh, Drake Kajula is out there too, no? Uh, yeah. Kajula, yeah, for, that's what I mean. So It just comes down, like you, what you said, Brad, just how, how much depth comes after that, those two top lines on each of those teams. Exactly. And, yeah. and which goalie is going to decide, I'm going to stop the puck today. I mean – Who is – is it – when Crawford went down with that concussion, who was enough? Then? Was it Cam Ward? Cam Ward went out to Chicago for a bit, right? Um, Cam Ward went out there. Yeah. And they but, also had Malcolm Subban, like you said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they got him after they moved Leonard, which is like I know Leonard wasn't happy there, but like you really probably right now you probably wish he was there. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Vegas is like licking their chops. They're like, oh shit, dude, we got this guy now in that. Him and Flurry back, you know, just like that's a vicious combo in the event that Flurry is obviously healthy and whatever shows up, which yeah. I'm sure he will. Because... If you surround a guy like Leonard who went through what he went through with his alcohol abuse and his and, and all that stuff, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get a Vesna finalist caliber goalie out of him. Look at look at what we surrounded him with mm-hmm. when he was on the island. Um him and him and Grice just they split that award last year. Is it the, the Masterson Trophy, right? They, yeah, they the Masterson. When was award. the last time that two two goalies split that award like that? No, that doesn't it doesn't really happen very often. Yeah, that's right. And, he wasn't in the aisle. That's right. And then we let him walk, which was uh, it's an all right. It's it, it sat well with me for a little bit, but it had to have happened for. Rolamov to come over here, and then Rolamov was the bridge deal for Sorokin because they got the same agent, they know yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in in Vegas, I I know that he was well liked over in Chicago, and then in Vegas, you're gonna just like that Tukarask and Yarl Halak tandem, like that could be deadly in Vegas. Oh yeah, that you know what? Speaking of Leonard, though, when he was in Chicago, he might have said something like this when he was in the aisle, too. And I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that. He said that um, I'll bring him into torch, too, because he said something about this, too. How he doesn't like shootouts. How he just likes three-on-three. Like, some goalies just aren't good at shootouts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, yeah. like torch said, like, they just let him play three-on-three till they die. And it's just like, which is extreme, but that's obviously a torch thing to say. And I was talking for any of the, my comments fans who are listening, we were actually, me and Samantha and Steve were at a comments game, right? Our season tickets. And this guy comes crushing up the stairs in a, in a suit. And I get to looking at him and it's like, holy crap, it's Vincent Arson. He's one of our wingers, but he had hip, he had hip surgery end of the season. And I'm, he's standing, sitting, we're, we're talking like a lot of the game, he's sitting right behind us, which is crazy. Like, you know, I literally got one of the AHL players sitting behind me. We're talking. And he is actually interested in my opinion of the game. It's wild. And they go to a shootout that game. And I asked him, I'm like, as a player, like, do you like shootouts or would you rather play three on three? And he said he'd rather play three on three, which I thought was really interesting because I just myself personally don't like shootouts. I think it doesn't prove anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're Chicago, you have Patrick Kane, you're probably winning a shootout. Right. I, so it's just silly to me. But, like, the fact that Leonard said that as a goaltender, I, I wonder how many goalies think that and, like, how many other fans. I, I just would rather see them play. I think it's dumb. Yeah, well, at least we don't get to see any three on threes from here on out because it's the playoffs, yeah. and we know what that means. Playoffs. Continuous overtime. Yeah, that's that's what like I'm very interested. No TV timeouts too, baby. Give me yeah. all the hockey. Give me that. But let's yeah. talk about these exhibition games coming up. Do you think all these rival games that the league is setting up is like? Oh, we got a battle of Alberta. Are you? <laughs> Battle of New York. Let's talk about Rangers Isles. Yes, There's bad dude. blood between the two teams after yes. what happened with Trouba and, D- and Dow Cole. Oh, That's my God. Bad blood. Trouba train. Clean hit. Clean hit. But you got to love Peugeot coming in. His first game with the new team. That he's just wild. like, this Oh, this dude. He's like a little guy, too. Dude, yeah. Tiny, tiny. Dude, huge pickup for them. Boy. Huge pickup for huge. them. Huge. Dude, down the middle, it's Barzell, Brock Nelson, Oh my God! They are all like I know I did notice that too. Like they all are like rivalry games. Like you got a a, a Pennsylvania battle. You got the Pens and, and the Flyers. Maple Leafs Habs, which is always interesting. The Battle of Alberta is just like that's something I look forward to every year, especially now after what we got this yeah. year. Holy! I I got I talked about it with Devin last week, and then I I shared it as you guys saw it on Facebook. That like the TikTok of that girl doing the 
Oh yeah, she did oh. a really, really good oh, job with that. That call is so good, and I was just like, "This is hockey." And then they got the Blues and Chicago playing, so that'll be fun. Which is just is wild. So, do you think? Do you like as Cassie? I think you were going to get to this. Do you think those games are going to have that hate you mentality through all of it, or do you think these teams are going to have a little bit more of a feeling out process with playing against a team that isn't you know your own team? Because um, yeah, no. You um, I, yeah. So I think they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna put out the the lineups that they're gonna want to start that round robin and or not the round robin the, the play in series, but they might play as if it's a preseason game because they know what's at stake here. Right. You know they've the league has gone through so much to set this up. It would be a really disappointing thing to see, you know, top players or anybody in these players get injured in these exhibition games to be honest, I think they should just have, you know, scrimmages within the teams at that, at best, just to, you know, continually keep everybody away from each other until they're in the bubble. Right. Yeah. Cause they're not the games in, the are in the bubble. They're not in the bubble yet, but the no. exhibition game exhibition games will be in the bubble, right. yeah. but yeah, it, it, it could go both ways. It's, but the robbery setup is great. If anything, it's for viewership. They want oh, the it's, TV it's ratings. Great for that, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, you say we haven't had hockey in this long, and it was like, hey, you want to tune in and watch the Battle of Alberta? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Are you nuts? Which I haven't seen. I, I think they said they are going to have NBCs carrying the games, obviously yeah, NBC Sports, which is just, like, glorious. Because, I mean, I think they do a great job. I know everybody hates Pierre, but I think they do the best job of anyone, arguably. I don't, I don't I just hate Mike cool. Milbury, man. I can't stand his bitch ass. <laughs> you, you want to hit him with a shoe? I would love to hit him with a shoe. Hit him with my fat hog, too, right across the forehead. Ranch talk. Are they going to Are they going to show every exhibition game? I have believe they, so. I yeah. Let's, let's see. Yeah. Well, I know the, the, the days that they're going to play, but I haven't seen anything as far as well, if they're going to do a test run with how the playoff is going to work with the exhibition games. I haven't seen that yet. Well, the I mean, schedule, like on the schedule, they have like the th- Thursday, the 28th is the yep. first day. And it's four o'clock is Penn's Flyers. Eight mm-hmm. o'clock is Leafs Habs. 1030 is Battle of Alberta. And then Wednesday, I'm sorry, that's the Tuesday. Wednesday, the next yep. day, the 29th is mm-hmm. all day from noon is the first game. You have yep, Tampa and Florida. PM. Yeah, till 1030 is, is Nux Jets. And does so, it say if it's all going to be televised? Um, I'm assuming it all is because I I'm looking at it on Instagram and I'm not sure, but the gram. The gram. I saw that initial uh, the initial schedule, if you will, but I didn't see anything as far as if it's going to be you know local telecast if they're going to mm-hmm. have. Oh, I think it's going to be a local telecast for sure yeah. because because I know that Brendan Burke and Butch Goring are calling the game for the Islanders on MSG Plus for the Islanders. Right. Rangers game. Yes. Shout out to Berkey, by the way. He was our he was our radio yes, guy for the comments. He was our radio and play by play guy for the comments, and he's just, he's awesome. And now he is one of the best. He oh, he he, he goes fantastic. for it. he 
like when he's not doing Isles games, NBC will call him out for games yeah. during the week, and you'll have him on the you know with the. Oh, Wednesday dude, games. he's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. But yeah, all the times are they're all Eastern Standard Time or mm-hmm. whatever it so is. So it's every every two hours is a game for us at least. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go out, out west, but well, you know how to like time doesn't count over there. You know they play the World Series at four o'clock in Los Angeles. Dude, imagine imagine waking up at not you got you know, eight eight thirty. Set your alarm Saturday morning. Go. Go to wherever the hell you're gonna. They're out west. See out. Starbucks. Get your Starbucks. Pay twelve bucks for a small venti frappe. Right had to watch the Stanley Cup for that. Like that. Small venti. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Small venti mocha ice cap of frappuccinos. I. You're gonna love this. I took off for games two and three. I have to. They're noon games. The boys need my focus. I don't don't know about you. I. I, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go get some bacon, egg, and cheeses. Obviously. Pack of white claws, <laughs> crack it open, chug bud, flip them for the boys. Where did you get that? I need one of those. Uh, shout out to Tristan from Trainwreck Sports shipping it out to me. Yeah. Um, if you do follow, uh, you know Mike Stud on Instagram. Uh, he's one of the. He's like one of the. He's like splitting the the company with oh, the guy who does chug bud. They're coming out with me one soon. Oh, are they? Yeah, I know who Mike Stud is, but I don't follow him. I don't follow him on anything because I'm not a 17 year old girl. That's fine. 17 year old. If I'm 17 year old girl, then fuck it. Well, I want to. I'm thinking about ordering one as soon as I get my goddamn hockey sauce kit that I ordered two weeks ago and they still haven't shipped. So I'm gonna wait on buying anything. I do. It's ridiculous. I mean, what are we doing here? I work in shipping. Can you? Oh, you guys want to? You guys want to see some cool shit here? I'd love to. Yeah, let's talk about something that's not hockey related. This is making me fucking depressed. So. Um, got this from my dad and father's. I haven't seen them since. Oh, is this uh, what you sent me, Brad? You got you, yeah, yeah. You've probably seen the ads for this. This is sick, dude. So um, we're gonna do a little. So playbook products. Shout out to my boy Alex Sears. Um, this is one of his companies. I got. Oh, a really? You know this guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. My, I'm gonna put this on YouTube as a how-to. That way, it gets a million. He's, um, Alex Sears is one of my best friends, old roommates from college. So you know, just being friends with my boy. I met him through and ooh, wait, whoa, he, he, we went to college together. No, my, my boy in college down in Stevenson, they were oh, roommates. Oh, a different yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. Brad. Okay. It's but hard, hard, it's hard to keep up on all of the family lineage. These, these are sleek. You can, Oh bro, I got those. You got these? Yeah. I got them of uh, my dad got them for his yeah, birthday. For these are they're sweet. All, they're of the 69 Mets uh, world series. Victory. Dude. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. I saw those. Yeah, they, I, they I had to cop the four pack of the aisles. Uh, they came a little late due to COVID and stuff, but my dad's gonna get them this weekend. Yeah, but I, very cool. You know, my dad, my dad loves the, you know, loves to have a few after work. So uh, some new coasters will go a long way for him instead of you know the old cigar and JMO Happy Father's Day. You know, just hey, hey, that's a mix though. <laughs> it's a nice mix. My dad's a savage. I remember, uh, you know what's funny, Dom? I was just talking to Forte over the weekend. Um, he shout was, out, he, shout out. Uh, he was uh, hitting me up because his girlfriend lives out on the island, out in Babylon, I believe. Um, and we're trying to we're trying to get together, and we were just talking about, you know, he was asking about my parents, vice versa. And he's like, do you remember your dad always coming into the dorms with a cigar lit and making a <laughs> dorm? He would, th- he would, he used to come in when he moved us into the grass. There was sweets. He had the cigar. He moved us yep. into Russian. He had the cigar, but. Just bro, yeah, dude, Brad. I don't know. You know anybody from Long Island, Brad? I do. 
I do, yeah. Okay, wild bunch. Cassie's dad's walking in with a cigar lit into buildings. Eric Lopez's dad, RIP. Shout out Eric yeah. Lopez. Shout walking Eric in Lopez. just everywhere he comes, just two huge sacks of bagels. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember. <laughs> just big sacks of bagels. I will never forget. We had we had it was our freshman year. We had two games down on the island uh, against Lemon Lehman College in the Bronx, and we came out here and played Briarcliff. Yeah. And then we had like a party back at like Lopez's like townhouse, like down in Holbrook, and like I had a few of my friends come out and hung out with us too. But getting back on the bus, Lopez had like maybe like six dozen bagels. bagels. I promise you, those did not last that trip back. No. Dude, Lopez, you got bagels from home, and you're not going to give me one, boy? Bro, he lived with us. He lived with me, Mags, um, Antonio Cadillac, who I love, one of my favorite people of all time. Shout out Caddy. Aunt Caddy's the bomb. One, I can't remember if it was one semester or two. And this dude, Brad, in our in our apartments at Grass River Suites at Canton, had they had like the the drawer freezer. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. This yeah, dude yeah. just had like four sacks of bagels just like stuffed in there, like just pressed them in, like and like that was no. it. No ice cubes, nothing, just bagels in the freezer. It was, <laughs> dude, it was wild. Oh, dude, that, that's there's nothing more Long Island than that. No man, it's like. Lopez is a wicked cool kid, bro. I, I want to tell a Lopez story, but like I Let's don't go. want to. L- L- Lopez, if you're listening, he never. I don't even know if the kid's He's like. Not, I, I don't even know if the kid. So you probably remember Lopez. this because you lived in Rushton our freshman year, right? Yeah, I lived uh, 308. So do you remember when, like the the Marie vomit story? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let me tell you something. I was in the laundry room. When Eric and Marie met, oh god, I was like, oh, oh fuck, like this is going. I I think I think Lopez was like the first like friend that I met in college that got laid, because <laughs> it happened so fast, <laughs> so fucking fast. And I do remember this story, but I'm bad at telling stories, so Dom, take that away because right. Brad needs to hear this one. So Brad, here's the story, and sorry we're getting way off topic on hockey, and then we'll whatever. But my buddy Rick, actually, you know Rick, Rick Simone, Mark Terry's hockey player. Uh, he actually went to Canton. That's where, if you look at the the video I posted on YouTube, uh, Cats, you would have recognized Canton North Stars before they changed the Kangaroos because he played he played Canton hockey before they became the Kangaroos, or like just as they were becoming Kangaroos. So he had these shirts that he gave me. But either way. Um, so our buddy Lopez, who's on a soccer team with Katzi, meets this girl. Her name's, her name's Marie. We're not going to give her any last names. She plays a sport though too, right? I, I remember what I want to say. That was it. Yes. Volleyball. So in this, this wing in Rushton Hall, our freshman year is like all the athletes, like mostly athletes and like degenerates like me and Irish and everybody else. And yeah. Yeah, the, it was the athletes and the DJs with this one storage closet where you have the men's and women's hockey team. They have these beautiful brand new locker rooms in the Rue House, like you guys had for soccer, right? But the club team, you know, not the not the not the team team had to keep their gear in their dorm room, so they all stuck it in this old storage closet. So every time one of these guys would open that door, the whole wing had to get fumigated. It just smelled like <laughs> death. because there's nothing grosser than hockey equipment. Brad, oh, you know. Oh, dude. So Marie and, and Lopez, they start dating or whatever. I forgot how long they were together when this happened. But they're, you know, they're Eric's shit-faced. 
because he got cats he knows when he got drunk bro he's he's drunk like <laughs> stumbling yeah. around falling down shit faced so lopez this is so embarrassing oh my god anybody that knows eric uh, this is in no disrespect <laughs> so we tell these but, stories because we love our friends but, yeah so disrespect. they're doing as freshmen in college do they're you know they're they're spanking the monkey they're getting after it right shout out joey diaz you're getting after it right and Lopez is shit-faced and Marie is sober, which is hysterical. And, like, you just hear, like, the noise. I'm not going to do the noise because I'm going to get yanked off YouTube. But – and then all of a sudden downstairs you hear Marie go, Eric, what the hell? Covered in vomit. He threw up all over her. <laughs> so, 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 so they're both covered in vomit. She changes the sheets. He goes – she gets in the shower. He gets in the shower because there's like two showers or whatever. I don't remember the setup exactly in the dorms, but they shower. They're clean, whatever. They go to bed. Like an hour later, start going at it again. Oh, right? <laughs> and then same thing. Eric, what the fuck? Oh, he threw up all over her again, bro. <laughs> Once is good, twice is better. Like, what is he doing? Oh, like at that point, it's at, at that point, like a bird shitting on your shoulder at the beach. That's good luck. A guy threw up on you twice during sex. Like, just simmer down. It's all right. Like, maybe it's like the new thing. Like, just like, oh. I don't know. Put a little juvenile on slow motion. Don't, don't be going mm. all crazy. You got to go twist on him. Oh. oh my god dude that's so it's so funny you mentioned that Cassie, you, well no you were gone when iris started dating that girl on the volleyball team and they'd go yes. in there no 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 she was you were gone oh my god janea something like that i can't remember her name but Janelle. no she was new after you left but they were like starting it was the first time they were gonna like hook up in her room his room in their apartment so we're first all, all i shouldn't room. have fucking left no I, you shouldn't was- have you goddamn pigeon we had some great times so we're in the I living room up. and iris is with this girl who we thought was never going to talk she just showed up at our apartment we were drinking one night i never thought we'd ever talk to her right <laughs> they're going at like they're starting to hook up whatever it's the first time hooking up in, in iris's room and then antonio cadillac the freaking legend that this kid is barely says a word ever starts clapping and gets <laughs> everybody to start clapping and start singing bump and grind like all in unison <laughs> Love that. And then they ended up dating for a year. I thought she'd never come back. <laughs> just like unbelievable. Oh, you were talking about Iris dating this girl? Yes, yes. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about Max. I know no, Max. Max yeah, Jess. big, big, big Jess McReynolds or Jess Reynolds from Oakville, Ontario. I wish I could get her on the pod. She knows a lot about hockey. I'm sure she does. I'm sure. Connections. I'm sure if I reached out, we were we were very close. She was like one of like the first girls that like introduced herself to Forte and I. She was okay. wicked nice. I love Jess. She's, man. Very she nice. was, she's wicked the, in the event that anybody from Oakville, Ontario hears us and listens. Cause there's a lot of famous hockey people from Oakville. That'd be, it's a pretty sick town. You got to drive through there to get to Toronto actually. But yeah, no, she's wicked nice. Dude. She was super cool person. She's great. But name somebody from Canada who isn't realistically. Mm-hmm. We're a French friend, Francesco Cardillo. Well, he was from Oakville too, St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, that was Aquinas. Is that is that Aquinas? St. Thomas Aquinas. Fuck me. <laughs> I, didn't, I, well, I didn't know if you were being serious. I didn't know if this was like a Long Island thing, like St. Thomas Aquinas. Like there's just yeah, like, see, you no, I'm just St. Thomas Aquinas. I I I cannot lie. I am kind of retarded. <laughs> 
<laughs> you sound like Alex Jones on that <laughs> Joe Rogan earlier last year. <laughs> All right, listen. I can't lie. I'm kind of retarded. Wait, Kenzie, what? Where in? Where on the island do you live? What city? Uh, like- I'm in Corum, so I'm like, you look at him out. I'm like directly in the middle of so Long Island. Hicksville? Yeah, about like 45 minutes east of Hicksville. I'm like about an hour, 10 minutes from the city. Okay, so yeah. All right, because my boy that I went to uh, school with in England, he's from Hicksville. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Hicksville, Hicksville is dope. Okay. I remember growing up um, playing soccer on the island. Hicksville was always uh, – they had a really, really, really – the Hicksville Strikers, they were one of the teams where, like, if you were played in a local tournament and they were in your table, fucking forget about it, man. Just, they uh, always had, like, academy region one players playing for the team. I don't want to be one of those Hicksville. guys, but, like – so you, Brad, you go to college in England with a guy that's near – where from Cassie's from. What are the odds of that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what are the odds of that? That's so crazy. This is This is a tinfoil hat podcast, is what this is. Don't, so both of you, both of, because you know the, Cassie, why don't you show off your hoodie? The Just Edition. Oh, Shout yeah. out. So you know one of those guys uh, too, right? Boys. Yeah, I know Cabo. Oh, I see, okay. I know Keeler. Oh, you know, you know Matt. Yeah, Matt's Matt's some good peeps. Yeah, um, Matt and I we went to college together. Oh no shit. Yeah, I went to Fisher. So did he. Okay, I didn't know he went to Fisher, but uh, I met Cavo up at Daniel Webster College, where I ended up going after SUNY. And Cavo and I got really close. I actually like was living with all the hockey boys up there. Yeah, yeah. And then I and I just started just that. That was just the boys for me. Anyone on the team, boys with me. You know, it's how yeah. it went. I actually called Cavo my rookie when he when he transferred over, <laughs> and I had no business calling anybody my rookie. But Cavo, if you listen to this, you're still my rook. Dude, yeah, can but, we get no, some merch? Guy, Jeez. Yeah, let's let's um, uh, I'm sure you talk. Do you talk to Matt? Uh, like oh, pretty often there, Brad. Yeah, I can call Cavo out of blink of an eye, and he'll he'll pick up for me. But let's let's get them on a on a pod soon. Let's get them, you know, some. Brand I know they're awareness. doing. They're doing some sick. Have you guys seen the uh, the skate skins they're doing? Yeah, yeah, dude. dude they spin, listen. They've been good getting for some spitting chicklets bumps on that. I know. Good for yeah. them, dude. Fire. Yeah. Dude, Keeler. That's just how his brain works. The kid's. Uh, he's an innovator. Uh huh. He just thinks yeah. an idea up and it just it hits. That's like how because just dishing. Remember when it first came out? It used to be called just dangling. Yeah, it was just dang. Back when I was chilling with Cavo, Cavo wasn't even doing as much as he is now yeah. with justition because he was with us in new hampshire yeah so it's pretty hard to like do this and that so far away but no yeah i know it was just dangling right and then yep. and then cabin went back home and then they dropped that first sweatshirt with the 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 gray base and then the black the, the black sleeves and then that's yep. when i started getting involved i was like cabo this shit's kind of fresh man like Let's talk. Let's 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 get me on like as a brand ambassador type thing. But dude, uh, I've I got so much. I've got something in the mail coming soon. It's just that uh, I I don't know when it's coming. I I trust the boys to send it here. Listen, know? I'll go if I can if I can get them to give me a bump. I'll go full blown ambassador. I'll even buy the stuff. I don't care. I'll just dude, we're gonna <laughs> and just for them to share me. I don't even care. We're gonna get some. Um, for anyone listening, we're definitely gonna get some good 
um, special guest here for Dom. I know the boys at Trainwreck are itching to get on with Dom. Dom's been talking to them for a little bit. Bro, that video was a little hilarious. bit of Dwayne, a little bit of Ty B talk. Brad, I'll send you a very funny video. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, I want to get Dwayne on here so he can promote that a little bit. That's that's big for him. Yeah, I mean, listen, Brad's a men's, uh, Brad plays men's league, so he'll be right down yeah. with the cool down speaking gear. Of, he don't care. Speaking of men's league, I got a text today around 3.30 from the boys on my roller team. Our league is back and running Jack. Sunday. Let's go. Love it. I know, 10 p.m. game. The boys are meeting up at 9 for a little puff session, but we don't tell anybody that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's two weeks in a row I'm dealing with you, two DJs. <laughs> Woo! <sighs> I'm ready. I got to go to pure hockey on Saturday, though. I would love a new twig and well, new wheels. Speaking of pure hockey, if you're in the central New York area, make sure you head down to Mark Terry's Hockey Supply. That's for your mom <laughs> and pop shop. <laughs> no pure hockey's up there, huh? No, no. We're no, 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 um, no nothing. No, and I'm trying to uh, – I'm working with, with Mark Kateri. He actually – he played he played in the UHL. It was a league that folded, like, years ago. But he holds, like, the local points record for high school kids around here. And uh, he's got a little – he's got a shop with one of my buddies. Uh, his dad helps run it. And they're uh, just looking to shake up their advertising a little bit. So, I'm, like, I'm doing yeah. some – Plugging him on YouTube podcast. I'm gonna go down to the shop, do like an interview with it because he knows a ton of ton of local pros and stuff. I'm I'm hoping he knows Rob Shemp because he's kind of local. He said he knows a lot of those guys from Fulton. You, you might have heard him on the pod or on, on checklist the other day, Brad. But um, yes. ton of other guys. He said he knows like Mark Mowers played. He played on the Red Wings in like the mid 2000s. So like he knows that like they're all local guys. He's trying to hook me up with some interviews for the pod and just like I'm gonna go down shoot like some pictures and mini video like commercial for for the shop just trying to spark it up like they do pretty good business but like it's one of those things where if you're not in the hockey community you don't realize they're open and it's right. like as we were talking the first time I had you on Brad it's like you can have your skate sharpened by like somebody who knows what they're doing and played professional hockey or you can go to Dick's where some kid learned how to do it on a PowerPoint you know what I mean the, that's like the two options you have here and everyone goes to Dick's because they think Dick's is like this huge retailer go there when you should go to those guys and they'll hook you up and fit you right because you know you know if you don't get fit properly you're gonna kill yourself but for anyone listening please do not go to Dick's and get your skate sharpened because I don't even think that's real <laughs> Dude, I used to do it. I used to do it. Don't, don't do it. You can get your skate sharpened at Dick's. That sounds like a horrible experience. There's three places in this city you can get them sharpened. Hmm. Dick's, Play It Again Sports, and Canaries. Yep. I had no idea Dick's sharpened your skates. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's a a travesty. Hmm. It's a a disgrace to blades on your feet. Yeah. I used to walk by doing, um, you know, pregame stuff for the Monarchs when I was working for them. I was just walking through player tunnels and stuff. I used to see Colton Saucerman always sharpening his oh, yeah. skates. So, oh, so bubbly as, as a guy. And I always wanted to be like, yo, let me let me sharpen your skates, Colton. And, you know, I just knew he would never, ever. Oh, no, no. Oh, contraire. I do not think so. Yeah, Dude, me and, yeah, me and Saucerman had the, had the same beard sponsor. Yeah, did you know this, Brad or Cassie? Brad had his uh, beard sponsor. Why does everybody have sponsored things? I want sponsored things. I'm talented. I should have sponsors. We need this to blow up, and it'll happen. Bro, my last YouTube video got traction out the out the out Dude, the wazoo. I don't even know how. I got like JDH will definitely hop on the wagon for you. They love it. Bro, I'm, I'm listen. I'm all about pushing stuff by all means, but I mean, gee, I, okay. Catsy's got to go to his show. No, no, no. We've 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 exnate on that. Uh, I got the text um, due to um, players deemed unfit for double shot at love tonight. 
Okay, so what's the show even about? Can we? This is listen. This is this is this is the double shot podcast from here on out. What is the show about, Katzi? I gotta hear about it. So, so in the first season, uh, if anyone's familiar with the with the Jersey Shore cast, Paulie D and Vinny uh, had a show with a bunch of girls in the first season, basically winning an opportunity to date either one of them, and it was just one girl for each, obviously. But um, and they just went through like you know like bachelor type stuff like dates and challenges and it's just like a reality show a little bit just kind of like drama drama mtv type shit um paulie d sent his last girl home hilarious Vinny picked the girl but they never worked out so they brought him back for a second season and which is now about to be maybe the fourth or fifth episode tonight um they brought back like half the girls to like their residency out in las vegas because uh you know Vinny is a stripper for Chippendales and Paulie D still doing his DJing thing. Okay. I gotta, I gotta stop you right there. I gotta stop yeah. you right there. Cause you DJ, lose me? no, no, no. DJ Paulie D came to lava at the turning stone yes, casino yeah. a couple times, which I know you're not familiar with but I'm gonna hit you with the turning stone casino uh, is a I've fantastic. It. Yeah. It's where it's the, and this is a hot take. So excuse me, Brad, you'll probably agree, but anybody that takes offense to this, it's the epitome of central New York garbage. Cause it's right in between Utica and Syracuse and all the trash from there funnels into the turning stone casino resort in clothes that do not fit properly and stand in line to go to a club that costs way too much. And DJ Pauly D has been there multiple times and that's all I got. But Vinny for Chippendales, I have an issue with that. Everybody, yeah. please watch the YouTube to see how emphatic Dom was about all of the funneling of people into this one one establishment. He was very emphatic, and it is wonderful. It was like it's like Walmart. That that, that should be your thumbnail, doing whatever you were yeah. just doing. That's the thumbnail. Just getting it. God, we talk about a lot. Just, I love Tony Stone this time of year. I heard that you like to visit the Staten Island Dump this time of year. Oh, the Staten Island. Dumb. Thank God I was born and raised on my own. I'm a Flid. I'm a Flid. Diehard Flid. Brad, do you have an opinion on the fact that – ignore Katzi watching the show, but just the fact that the show exists? <laughs> oh, dude, I gave up having opinions on reality TV shows back when we were glorifying girls at 15 years old having babies. But this is great. This is a great show now. They're not even, like, looking to date these girls. They just brought on all these young girls to have a good time in Vegas – and yeah, get drunk. It's good content. Brad, do you remember when the two content. girls from Riskin were on Jersey Shore meant to speaking to these guys? <laughs> no. There are two girls from Long Island on this show too, by the way. The um it's like I forgot what season it was at Jersey Shore. It was before I stopped watching it, so it was the first or second season. But like it was like these two girls got like kicked out of their house like immediately, and it was two girls from Riskin in New York. What are the odds? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's insane. Should we get back to hockey or are we just going to wrap it up today? What, what, what we got? Um, let's quick, in, in your opinion, quickly. Uh, Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets. What do you guys think? I think Calgary, just because I, I, I don't sure. think anybody's getting through their, their offense. I think Hellbug uh, has I to stand it. on his head. I got Jets. You mother. Okay, go ahead. Why? <laughs> Uh, so I think the Jets, the Jets have sneaky offense that nobody really thinks about. Uh, Blake sure. Wheeler is a he's a hoss. Uh, that uh, what's the Connor? The, the other dude with the lettuce. He looks like Kyle, Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. He's like basically my twin. He has yeah, my he heart. Sometimes. He's pretty nasty. Uh-huh. Um, Hellebuck, I think, is pretty damn good. I mean, 
he, he's going to be a stud in the net. So I think, and they're heavy and they can play mm-hmm. heavy and mm-hmm. as good as Calgary is on offense, they can get worn down. And if you are able to wear them down and score and just get shots on net, I mean, who plays, who's the goalie in Calgary? Uh, you got David Rich Talbot. and Cam Talbot. Okay. So yeah, that's so I'm taking Hellebuck in that for sure. I mean, sure. British has he had a good he had a good season, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's young, got a long way to go. You never know what's gonna happen. I just I've watched and I guess actually it, it does now the hub because I'm thinking Winnipeg's home ice advantage is bananas. Yeah, uh, since Wild. that's out of play, it does so, equal. Small change like it's all about Winnipeg. Winnipeg um, had 13 straight days of zero positive cases for COVID. Did you guys hear about yeah, that? I did. I heard that. Thirteen straight days. I mean, that's that's Canada. Yeah, I heard Winnipeg's a sick city. They don't really get a lot of credit. I've never been there, obviously, but I've heard it's a pretty cool town. Yeah, I'm sure it's booming during the middle of the hockey season. But other than that, what are you doing there? Well, you're waiting for the Jets to come back, like Brad said. I mean, that their home their home ice advantage is nuts. I mean, that place mm-hmm. is wild. Yeah, it is. absolutely. I think their team is deeper than we think it is. I mean, Blake Wheeler is a legitimate – he's a legitimate stud. And that, that Kyle Connor, I mean, he can fly and he can mm-hmm. score goals. You just don't – you don't think about it because he's in Winnipeg. Yep. Mm-hmm. They get overshadowed by the Calgary, the Edmonton. But that team – when the Blues made their run last year, I was terrified if we had to play them because mm-hmm. I really do think that they're a team that can win games. So, I personally think it'll be Winnipeg in – I'll take Winnipeg in five. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget Nikolai Ehlers and Patrick Laine out there. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's the thing if Laine plays yeah, well, like, he's deadly, bro. Mark, he's and then you got Mark Shifley. Exactly. I mean, Dangerous look, Johnny, and I guess Johnny Hockey came in a little thick. Yeah. Right. He had a couple too many ham and cheese sandwiches. Couple. Ham and cheese. Yeah, him and uh, him Luchas, they were saying at first he was unfit to play, but I guess he's good yeah. to go now. That offense is wild. You know what I mean? Like, if if Johnny Hockey and Kachuk end up, like, just really working together, that offense is terrifying. And Bennett, yeah, if they all if they all click, then yes. But I don't know. I think you have to end in playoff hockey. So it's a different animal. And you can't – most more often than not, you can't win by scoring goals. Right. Well, th- see, that's the thing is the Flames' defense is a little better. I mean, at least at least I would say so. Winnipeg's just maybe didn't play to their potential, I guess. But on the defensive end, like I mean, they, they got Giordano. Obviously, I mean, he's proven himself more than one opinion, or you know what I mean. Lucic, if he's there, he's a big body, he's a big presence. He's proven himself. He's been there. Uh, Gustafson is solid. You got a lot of really scary guys on the defensive end for for the Flames, so I, I think it's going to be a good series. I said Flames just because I think you, know, you got to listen. We got to call. Them. Some of them, somebody's going to upset somebody. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. I think Winnipeg's a better team. I think they're deeper, like you said. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Flames make a run. Just because I, I like Johnny Hockey. I'm biased. Uh, he's going to get. He's going to be a New York Ranger soon. I don't know if you guys saw one of my trade opinions. Dude, I don't. Um, so Jack going, Eichel. Jack you, Eichel. Range, oh, we're going to get Eichel, and then we're going to get Johnny <laughs> Gaudreau. We might. We might as well just you know just try it. You know, holy crap. Ow. Oh jeez. Okay. You know what? Here, here, here's here's the cup. Take it. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, no, we're going to win a cup I don't want to play anymore. You guys ruined it for me. We're going to win a cup soon. We're going to do it. In what fucking world do you think – Eichel is going to the Western Conference, I yes. think. He's going, listen, listen. He's going to go to Austin Matthews to the Arizona and then tell us all, like, yep. hmm, I'm going to fucking Speaking of Arizona, 
I like Dark the horse. Yolks a lot. Dark Horse. For I sure. like the Yolks a lot, bro. Especially, I don't see the Preds hitting through them. I really don't. I think this is crazy. You're going to freak out. I think Darcy Kemper is unbelievably underrated as a goaltender. I think he's one healthy. He's a freak. And then you got Taylor Hall, as you mentioned. I mean, that kid's a wagon. Holy Jesus. I mean, and then the Glizzy Gobbler. Yeah. The Glizzy Gobbler. Phil Hot Dogs Castle. I don't think, I don't think the, the Yotes are just unbelievably underrated. They're in a smaller market. So. I don't think the Preds have a chance. Yossi's a stud. They have some good players. It's interesting you don't think they have a chance at all. I don't think that – it's not that I don't think they have a chance at all. I just – I think the Yotes are the better team. I mean, there's – hang on. What? No thanks. From Duncan. It's 8.30. Who is that? Culotta. Go get a Culotta. Your sister. Tell her to relax. Does she want to come on the pod? No. She doesn't know jack about hockey. Well, kick her out. What the hell? I just did. She's out. She's No, I mean to the house. Oh, she's only 17. She's a kid. Oh, uh, well, I knew a lot about her. Anyway, like let's get back on high. Let's not talk about my sister, first of all. Oh, okay. The pre- so, so the problem is – the problem I have with saying that the Yotes are going to roll through that is that I've seen the Predators, and I see them all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. so, again, I uh, playoff hockey to me has started in the back end. Hector okay. Renee is the Hank mm-hmm. Lundquist of the West. So okay, world-class goaltender. It's unbelievable. World-class goaltender. Yes. It's like 6'6". Six, six. He's made it to the cup. He's done – he's won all of the games. He's done everything he's had to do, and he's still there. Mm-hmm. And so what I think is as much firepower as Arizona has, which I, I think it's going to go five, and I think it's going to come down to like there's going to be an overtime game in there that basically makes this series. And I don't think it's going to be – like I don't think people are sleeping on the Yotes as much as they would have. Mm-hmm. But they still have Philip Forsberg. Yep. They still have like Kevin. They still have uh, Arvidsson. They still have Roman Yossi. They still have some guys. And again, the Coyotes had not been there. Mm-hmm. They have not done the song and dance. The Preds have done the song and dance, and it's a five-game series. All they got to do is win one to start off, mm-hmm. and they're gonna do what they always do. They're gonna hunker down and they're gonna beat the shit out of you. Sure. Because sure. that's what predator hockey is. And it, I mean, that's why they gave the blues a problem personally for so very long is they usually just out muscle everybody. Sure. And now that the blues have that back, that's how they hit, were able to take the upper hand. If the Yotes back end plays well, like if Ekman Larson plays the way Ekman Larson should play. Sure. They should win. They, on paper, they should win that series. But oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still ranked. They're still like the 11 seed, right? Yeah. 11 yep. and six. Mm-hmm. Would so you say Keller out there too? Would you say not having that Nashville loud crowd is going to play a big factor? Because that's another thing too. I I feel like everybody like, and I'm not taking anything away from people who are experienced, but experience in the playoffs, a lot of it comes into dealing with the crowd and dealing with how rowdy the buildings is. These buildings aren't going to be like that at all. Nashville's not going to have their pumped in crowd noise. Or whatever, so I think, yeah, Conspir- yeah. hockey conspiracy, but whatever. No, so I think that will come into play, but at the same time, you look at the younger guys. So look yeah. at the look at the other coin is the kids, the kids that are playing who are who kind of feed off that too. Because you know, I mean, if I'm if I'm Clayton Keller, I'm walking around the big swinging dick in the Cracker Jack factory. I got these fans cheering for me, and I'm just, like that gets you going. Sure. The older guys, they just get going because they've been they know how important this is. Where the kids might just be like this is pretty big. Like they don't know how they're thinking about it. You, you, you never really know That's how it's going to other. So I think it's, it's kind of a wash in the sense that Winnipeg, Nashville, these kind of barns that just will rock your socks off. 
yeah, you'd love to have that. But at the same time, I think experience does have a little bit of a factor in this empty stadium series because, I mean, look at – I mean, Patrick Kane does not need a fan to, to yell at him to get him going. The guy yeah. in his brain gets it going, right? He's been there. These younger guys, they might just be like, shit, I love playing the big stage. I got fans cheering for me. What's going to happen when it's empty? And they're like, shit, nobody's cheering for that sick geek I just had. Right, right. I am I am worried, though, when the Islanders are on the power play, they won't have the crowd telling them to shoot. <laughs> oh. Every time they got the puck on the blue one, they're, gonna know, they're not going to know what to do. Like, who? what do we do? Oh, my well, God. they don't know how to shoot anyway. You're going to hear tribes oh. going, just put the puck on net, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Did you see oh, what Tort said today? Yeah, they're gonna. He's like, oh, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't really give a shit. But that's that's cool how they're gonna have uh, mic'd up. But I'm, I'm. I hope that there's a little bit of a noise cancellation. It's gonna be echoing. Yes. A lot. Puck off the boards. Wow. Mm-hmm. Puck mm-hmm. off the glass. Puck off the glass. Tonk. All right. So, wait, so, Ken, so, Ken, so you got you got flames. Um, honestly, I was going to do, I was going to go on the Jets side. I really like Connor Hellebuck. Um, I've watched him play at UMass Lowell a few times. Um, and just watching him like really excel in the NHL was really cool. Cause just being like up in New Hampshire for a little bit, I got to see kind of like a hometown ish player. Not, I don't think he's from, uh, like that area, but he played D1 hockey up at UMass Lowell. So, um, I really like that Jets team. I think they run real deep. Um, without even without Dustin Bufflin on that on that defensive core there, um, but I think that's a toss up. I think that can go both ways. Both teams were very electric at, at the you know their top six forwards. Sure. Um, but what, like I like we were talking about um, was um, with the Blackhawks and um, the yeah. Oilers. It really comes down to you know those that that bottom six roles that, that those teams have. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree. I'd say the Jets are probably a deeper team. I, I, I think, think if I was to choose, like, I hope every series goes to five and seven. Just more hockey for everybody to watch. You no, know, for sure. I think most of them probably are going to end up being five. Like, I think that, especially, like, the only – the last series that we haven't covered, Canucks Wild, I'm sure that will go five. I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? I'm biased. I, I would say the Canucks will win, but at the same time. You know there's a kid on on the, the Wildcats from Ken, Jordan Greenway. Yeah. Yeah, he played on Team USA, and now he's on the Wild. Jordan oh, Greenway, Jordan. Canton High School. Enormous. Wow. Yeah, dude, he's a big kid. Shout out Jordan Greenway, man. Jesus I'm gonna, Christ. I'm gonna, let's look this up. I, I Jordan Greenway. That guy, yeah. He's a fucking monster. He's a savage, bro. That's a, that. I think. I think. He bang. He's yeah. He's a banger, bro. That's it. The mm. Canucks offensively, goaltending wise, much better team. I think so. But as far as toughness and grit go, Minnesota, man. I mean, they're they're a tough team. You got Parisi's been there and done that. Yeah. Uh, Dumba's he's a tough brick too. And then their their goaltending is like it wasn't great this year, but like they were capable of much better. Obviously, you got Dubnik and whoever that other kid is. I, I can't remember his name right now. It's slipping to me. But I mean, they're solid. Matt Dumba. Dumb. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. version. Yeah, they got they got a lot of tough guys on that team. Where Vancouver's like they're just an explosively offensive team, and then Markstrom shops the puck. And then the defense is kind of me. So I, I think I think this is a good opportunity for both of these teams to kind of like yeah. figure it out. Minnesota's been on that bubble for a long time where they've been there, but they haven't excelled. Yep. No. They, they they really they really couldn't figure out to get a deep run going, even though like that's a team that really should be making deep runs. And the Canucks too. They just they, uh, the last two uh, other than the last couple of years, they haven't had much success either. Right. And now this is an opportunity for them to really solidify themselves in that West conference, which is pretty much wide open ever since, you know, the black horse kind of slid, slid yeah. down a little bit. Well, I'm sure Brad would argue with that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, 
But no, so I with that series again, I I think it's uh I think it's the Canucks to lose. So I, I don't believe yeah. in that. I don't believe in the Minnesota Wild franchise personally because I've seen it so many times that just it, they just don't win. They have the had a state lot of, of hockey, very long time. Stall, Breezy, Sutter, or however you want to pronounce the last name. All of these guys in Dubnik and that for I don't know four or five years was incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was fantastic, and they could just. Just couldn't put it together. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was coaching. I mean, uh, you, you never really do know. But at the same time, that's just a franchise I don't believe in. They remind me of of a team that just like they're like a, like a, one of those baseball teams that you know is going to win. Like the, the whoever wins the AL the Central, basically, whoever wins the AL Central, it's always like the White Sox or the the Tigers. They make it, and you're like they're going to lose in the first round, like the Twins right. best. Oh yeah, no, I completely, yeah, absolutely. That's what the Minnesota Wild are, and I don't think that they're going to come into this with, like, they were on a skid for a while, and they were stop, they were falling and falling and falling, and they were lucky that the season kind of stopped where it did that they fell into the playoff. So I think I think Vancouver wins it in four. I don't even think they get to five. Fair, no, that makes sense. Yeah, see, I'm I'm really like I try, I try not to be biased, obviously, but I do just I just do think Vancouver's a much better team. And there's no disrespect on um, Minnesota, but I, I I think if Patterson Patterson gets hot, Besser gets hot, JT Miller, who is one of my favorite players, I mean Miller's a stud. Horvat's a tough prick. He's a big tough bastard. Markstrom was so good this year, and Demko was coming into his own, and then we got all these kids from Utica. I don't know. Who got What's that? Berchi's not playing, right? Berchi, yeah, he opted out, whatever. Goldobin's at the KHL now. He's gone. Um, they got some decent pieces. I mean, if for some reason they need a th- third goalie, uh, Mikey DPH, or I don't know if you saw him at all for when he was in Utica, kid's a stud. Holy, yeah. Brad, holy Jesus Christ, is this kid a goalie? I mean, it's unbelievable. He's, for 21, he's developed so much. It's unbelievable. And then they have so many weapons between – I honestly, I think there's guys on Utica realistically defensively are better than a lot of guys they have on Vancouver right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they come in like a big thing right now, if you're conditioned, I wouldn't be surprised if you play. Like if these Utica guys come in more conditioned than these Vancouver guys on the defensive end, who most of them are going to move because they're going to, they're trying to get rid of them to clear cap space and they're trying to get rid of them because they're old busted. And a lot of them are just completely injury prone. I wouldn't be surprised if guys in the, defensive end from Utica into playing Brogan Rafferty. I mean, he, he led defenseman in, in points this year for the AHL. He's a, you know, yeah. he's a rookie and him and Quinn play really good together. So I, I, I don't know. I would be, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't, I think you're probably right. I would say that Vancouver's going to take this one. I would, I don't know why I just, it's like you said, I don't have faith in Minnesota and I want to, to like, I want them to be good. They haven't done anything for people to put their faith into because they get there and they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Although, the only thing I do like about the, the Minnesota Wild is I'll see this picture pop up on social media once in a while, but it's that Danny Heatley pick when he's like three <laughs> feet away and he's just winding up for that clap bomb on, on <laughs> the boards. Love that. Dude, that was wow, the heater. The fucking heater. Brutal. Just brutal. Jesus Christ. Well, that's it for the matchups. Anybody got anything else? Hockey news, anything you want to share? Catsy, we went way longer than you expected, but what can you do? No, I mean, hey, uh, Belmont is is moving swimmingly. Um, lots, it's, you know, the walls are starting to go up. Um, they actually just did like a time-lapse video today. Um, yeah, and it's it's coming along just 
nice and I cannot wait all of my money to be spent there. Because not, 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 not only is it like just the Belmont Arena, but it is also a 250 room hotel where I'm going to go bang all my broads before. Oh my and God. The <laughs> and then they got, they have a whole retail village that they're building. You ever like been out to like Patriots place out in Foxborough? It's going to be like that where they have, you know, Gillette open for this, for the football seasons and the revolution yeah. playing. And then like, you know, Premier League well, lacrosse. When Uncle, when Uncle Stevie the buys the Mets, Flushing is going to be like that too. Let's go. Uh, Uncle Stevie. Wait. I fucking hope so. God damn. The first thing he does is get Mookie Betts. The Mookie Mets. Let's go. The Mookie Mets, man. Yeah, I can't wait for baseball to start, too. I'm not, like, a huge baseball fan, but I grew up watching the Mets and all of my friends who are Mets fans. But yeah. um, We should have a Mets podcast. <laughs> we can do, we can can do a Mets episode. Just all three of us just bitching about how – Yes, yes. The next time it's all three of us, Mets podcast. Real Talks of Mets podcast. I'm going to try my – best for that <laughs> uh well you just got to be there for the entertainment that's all we just need that yeah, long so island slang he'll just, just have like three a... cups of black coffee and a couple of dubs and he'll be like yeah coffee right, and dubs i fucking love coffee you you sound like I love, I love you saying coffee you sound like my grandmother my nanny walking around anybody want coffee i made coffee she's just walking around with the pot does anybody want coffee it's an italian thing that's crazy. And I'll tell you what, though, you know these 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 Keurigs, you know they're they're fast, uh, easy cups of coffee, yeah. but nothing will be a nice slow roasted pot of coffee. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, with that, that's <laughs> slow roasted pot of coffee. Wait, wait, wait! Maximum house for Folgers. What are we thinking? What? Wait, wait, if you got to pick Hortons. one of the two. Well, I got Tim Hortons in the kitchen. That's what I use. Yeah. Tim Hortons guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. The best well, way to start your day is Folgers in. What has the song go? Folgers in your cup. That's part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Ah, bars. 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 All right. Well, that was today's episode of Real Talk. We'll wrap it up. We'll see you guys next